Hey everybody, it's the bad boys of podcasting and prediction markets coming to you live. This is Kid Midas, the original wave rider. And on the line, I've got Long John Silver, way down south in North Carolina. How are you doing today, John? Hey, David. Hey, everybody out there in podcast land. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So I've been watching the January 6th commission hearings this morning. I don't know. It's kind of a mess, but sort of funny. Now I'm going to do some hot takes on it. That's you. That's how you do it. All right. Well, it was good. You should do it. Let's do it. Five, four, three, two, one. No, that was it. Okay. Well, did you say the name of the podcast? I don't think you did. Yeah. The podcast is Election Private Makers. Okay. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. He was drunk. Apparently, he was drunk. Apparently, it's it's all the rage on uh, Twitter this morning. They think it was... I don't know. Is it exciting? Is it exciting? I watched the January 6th committee hearings this morning. We're recording this on a Monday. That's David now. Oh, sorry. You're right. That's Just for David. everyone who's confused. This yeah. is the real David. That other yeah. guy with the crazy voice. That yeah. was John simply doing an impression yeah. of David. Okay. But this is the real David, Kid Midas, uh, one of the hosts of Election Profit Makers, the podcast you are currently listening to. So I watched some of the January 6th committee hearings this morning. I think there are three big takeaways from this morning's hearings. The first is everybody around Trump knew the election was not stolen. Biden won fair and square. The second takeaway is this whole thing. This is all due to the fact that Rudy Giuliani was drunk on election night and was just like, you should just say you won the election. Fuck it. That's where this all comes from. Rudy Giuliani was intoxicated and just said, why don't you just say you won? And the third takeaway is that the whole thing is just, you know, Trump can never admit now that the election wasn't stolen because he makes so much money off of fundraising uh, around the Save America Election Anti-Fraud Committee or whatever. You know, he has all these. um, It's like, well, how much money? Well, he made $100 million, I think, in the first week after the election fundraising off concerns about the election being stolen. He's made like Unreal. hundreds of millions of dollars off of this. So he has the it, they, that was raised by his um, election defense fund. So he can never now say the election was legitimate the whole time because then he'll be like, oh, yeah, I took all that money. You know, it's a, it's a, a, yeah. a grift, a scam. Okay, so let me ask this. I'm going to ask some questions. I haven't watched any of this. Yeah, stuff. I know, it's man. It's for me. <clears throat> I don't know where that came from. Sorry. <laughs> I'm ag- I'm mad at John because we had to start we had to delay the podcast by 15 minutes so all my all my biorhythms are all okay off. so I'm going to be giving you a lot of sass right. today so anyway what was your question the question was about Rudy Giuliani uh-huh. uh, Mayor Giuliani as I yes it's actually his full title is America's Mayor Giuliani oh yes America's Mayor His Honor Rudy Giuliani so um. Rudy was drunk and believed this, or Rudy was drunk and just did this. Or does it even matter if Rudy believed it? You know, when Russia invaded Ukraine, everyone becomes overnight foreign policy experts and wargaming experts. Right. When right. COVID hits, everybody becomes epidemiologists. Yeah. Now, because of the hearing, everyone is becoming epistemologists. Everyone's becoming an expert on the philosophy uh-huh. of knowledge. What is it to know a fact as true? What is it to believe right. something? But you kind of are an expert on that stuff because I'm you probably one of the few to... people who can speak to this with any authority because 30 years ago in college, I read an article about epistemology. Yeah, but you uh, you you majored in philosophy. Every, everyone and... is like, did Donald Trump really believe? If he truly believed the election was stolen, then you can't say it was fraud because he truly believed it. It was a conviction of his. If Rudy Giuliani actually believed the election was stolen when he was drunk that night. He's not to blame. He's a he's a real patriot looking out for the best interests of our democracy. I don't know. I just think it's interesting that everybody is now delving into the nature of knowledge. I don't really have anything to say about it. I think it doesn't really matter. But most of the most of the, the his inside crowd did not believe or they now say that they did not uh, believe that the election was stolen and that he had lost or that at that point it wasn't clear. All, I mean, all I have to go on is their sworn testimony. Who knows? They might have told him that. They could be lying in their sworn testimony. I mean, John, a lot right, of these because pe- they're protecting right. themselves. 
But to hear them all say it, they're all saying on election night, don't come out and say we've won or lost. Just wait for the rest of the ballots to come in. And then he would come up with some crazy claim and they would say, no, that's not true. And then he would say, well, what about this? What about the fact that there are more ballots cast in Philadelphia than the entire population of the United States? And they would say, sir, that's not true. According to Gateway Pundit. What about all the the suitcases of ballots that got delivered in the middle of the night in Detroit? Sir, that's not true. What about Venezuela? What about all the Venezuelan? What about Dominion voting machines? They're run by Chinese or whatever. Okay. So Rudy Giuliani's the one believer because either he's stupid or he's drunk or whatever. It is, there's got to be more. Wait a minute. Has Rudy been interviewed? Yes. They had footage of Rudy being interviewed. Okay. I can't remember. I can't remember what questions they asked him, but I just remember when they were showing their clips of various people talking. They had a clip of Rudy Giuliani and I said, oh, there's America's Mayor Giuliani. Never forget 9-11. Is there anyone else in in that uh, circle that believed? I can't remember. Like like uh, Lynn Wood. Oh, they yeah. And who's the, the... The crazy lady? Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell. I think they believed it. Famous North Carolinian. Is that true? Yeah. Oh. From Asheboro. Oh, cool. The person who cut my hair, by the way, everybody got my hair cut. No more long hair, David. Uh, the person who cut my hair last week is from Asheboro. I should have asked her if she knew Sydney Powell. Instead, just talked about the zoo. The Asheboro Zoo. Biggest zoo in North Carolina. Check it out. Hey, maybe they should put yeah. Sydney Powell in that zoo, huh? <laughs> it's actually the largest natural habitat zoo in the world. Oh, hi I didn't know yeah. that. That's wonderful. Yeah, it is. That's good. Yeah, it's the North Carolina Zoo. Yeah. And Jesse Helms famously said, why should we spend money on a zoo when we can just put a fence around Chapel Hill? That's right. It's a pretty good line. Yeah. He had some good singers. He's dead now, burning Um, in hell. Yeah. Yeah, Sydney Powell, I think she was the first woman to attend law school at UNC or something like that. She was a real prodigy. Mm -hmm. And then she- Gained. You know- Went deep on the internet like a lot of these boomers do. And got her brain broken. Yep. Lynn Wood, I think today, is now saying that he believes that the earth is flat. Yep. And that we did not land on the moon. Yes. So that's who you want advising you on legal matters. What's Twitter saying? I'm off Twitter. What's What's the Twitter take? It is saying Bitcoin is down more than 25%. Oh my God. No, I mean we're about dying. the January 6th stuff. Oh. I don't want just an exa- I don't want a summary of all Sorry. of Twitter. Well, my my whole timeline is just Bitcoin now. So I I um I don't know what they're saying about January 6th. I think they're just saying, well, uh, Trump truly we know he did believe and uh we know he he knew that he lost the election because he telegraphed that um, he was going to declare victory anyway before this all happened, and that he had even done that in 2016. Yeah, I guess that is true. He said the only way we would lose is if there was fraud. He said that before the election. Right, right. That's why I think so, all these knowledge questions, they don't really matter. It's, I don't know. That feels like So a, where are you see, seeing all those knowledge questions? Is that what they're saying on the live feed on the C-SPAN or- well, I was watching on MSNBC and they brought in, you know, the usual people like what's his name, the former chair of the RNC, Michael, what's his name? And then they have Ari Melber. And then they had a couple um, philosophers from Oxford on to talk about the nature of, of true belief and stuff like that. Seriously? No, I'm just a little joke. That'd be amazing. Oh my God. I was about to say that is so They had MSNBC. John Searle on. I don't even know if John Searle is an epistemologist. I can't remember. Yeah. Also, I think he's canceled. Yeah. So anyway. For what reason? Oh, Me Too stuff. It happens in the world of academic philosophy as well. It's not just showbiz, John. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so... I'd just like to tell everyone that oh David's hair God. looks great. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I cut it all off. He cut it all off. It looks great. And that COVID is officially over now because... David has cut his hair. Well, I always said I would wait until, quote unquote, this is all over. But in the end, I realized this is never going to be over. So why don't I just cut my hair? I'm sick of all, I'm sick of, I'm sick of chewing gum and then getting hair stuck in my gum. It's just the worst feeling. And I'm sick of stepping out of the shower and having to take three hours to get my hair dry. Yeah. 
And I was sick of just hair being everywhere. It's like I get up from the sofa and look look back down on the sofa and it's like covered in hair. It's like living with a dog. It's like having a dog. It's like if your head is a dog. Yeah, but it probably doesn't smell as bad as a dog. No, because I would condition it off often. And you, and you saved your hair. I have it because I was going to donate it, but I can't find a place to donate it. And they say they don't want, they say a lot of places are reluctant to take gray hair, but also it says it can't give away hair if uh, you drink alcohol. I don't get it. I mean, I have this hair. If anyone, if a listener knows what I can do with this hair, I have like seven strands and this is good thick hair. Yeah. I mean, you could insulate a house, a small house with this hair, but I just don't know what organization to give it to. Anyway, that's the hair update. All right. Wait. So January 6th. Yeah, it happened. So they have proved that January 6th did happen. They did a good job proving that. There's been a lot of footage. It's okay. You know, it's okay. It's kind of interesting. It's just fun to it's just fun to see all these Trump insiders being like, yeah, I told him it was bullshit. It was a lie. It was ridiculous. I kept telling him that. I mean, who knows if that's really true in the moment. They might have been like, well, we'll look into it, sir. Blah, blah, blah. Right. But certainly for the historical record, the subtext is this fucking guy is detached from reality or he's just a liar. But we all know it's fake. Even Ivanka Trump, who, by the way, has never looked more dead-eyed and doll-like than she does in her testimony footage, in her weird, in her weird, uncanny valley way, said she sided with Bill Barr over her beloved father, Donald Trump. Yeah, that made him very angry. He got on his. Um, oh yeah, he went on um, Truth Social. Right, Truth Social. Right. I love that it's called Truth. You like that Social? Yeah, it's a perfect person to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he basically threw her under the bus, said she was checked out. She didn't know what she was talking about. Michael Steele, the head of the RNC, said, well, they, uh, Andrea Mitchell, wife of who? Alan Greenspan, power couple, yep. Hollywood power couple, Washington power couple, asked Michael Steele, will this actually change any Republicans' minds? Will this convince any Republicans to stop supporting Trump? He was like, yeah, I think a lot of fair-minded Republicans and independent voters are – it's like, come on. You're living such a fantasy world. Enough. Enough. It's not going to change anybody's mind. Yeah. Michael Steele, those guys, those are like the bulwark guys. Right. Yeah. They think that there's others like them. No, there's not. There's like 10 of these dudes in the entire country and they're all millionaires. Yeah, that's true. They all could afford to do it. Yeah. Because they're just like, yeah, all right. I don't know if it's going to change anything. I kind of don't think it is, except maybe Trump will lash out and do something really crazy on Truth Social that we'll all hear about. All right. That's my analysis of the January 6th committee hearing. That's pretty good. Mm, I like it. You watched on your TV? I watched it on TV, yeah. I guess there's no way that Liz Cheney being the star of the January 6th committee hearings is going to help her chances getting reelected in Wyoming. But I still have a longstanding investment for some reason that she will be the GOP nominee for the Senate. Uh, She obviously will not be because she'll never be forgiven for betraying dear leader. Um, No, so no change there. Um, This is kind of interesting. Democratic 2024 presidential nominee. I have 100 shares Biden at 38. He's currently at 37. There was a front page story in Sunday's New York Times about Democrats getting so worried about Biden running for re-election and maybe starting to leak to the press that he shouldn't run for re-election. And I thought maybe this would affect that market, but it doesn't seem like it really has. Maybe it's just too early for news like that to affect the market. But it was kind of a depressing article. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I feel like we get all this insider backbiting all the time when the president is not when he doesn't have a high approval rating. Uh, I don't know if it makes any any difference. Well, I think a huge difference, unlike these articles when they're written about like Bush or Obama, is Biden is old, man, and he sounds old. Yeah. I don't mean to be I, ageist, but goddamn, he sounds old as fuck sometimes. I know. No. Yeah, I, I agree. And also, like, what can he conceivably point to as for re-election? They're not going to get their build back better. COVID probably won't even be over. Who knows when inflation will end? Who knows when these gas prices will come down? Who knows? I mean, they passed this rinky-dink bipartisan gun legislation in the aftermath of Uvalde, but it's not that inspiring to me. Um, what's going to happen? What's going to happen is it, it all, it's up to Trump. Whatever Trump does is what's going to happen. If Trump says, I'm, I'm running, uh, and it looks like he's going to win, then Biden's going to run for re-election. 
because he feels like he has to. He feels like he is uh, the the one person that can take down Trump because he's already done it. Right. Um, if Trump says I'm out, or it looks like Trump is going to lose, I think there's a much better chance that Biden steps aside and lets. Uh, you know, it'll be a free for all. I don't, I don't, it's, I don't think it's a guarantee that it's, it's Harris in any way. So you're saying if we want to know if Biden's going to be the nominee, it really depends on whether Trump is the Republican nominee, if he's running or yeah, not. Yeah, I think so. So if Trump says, fuck it, I'm not running. I'm too upset about January 6th. Eat my shorts. Don't have a cow, man. And he skates off on his little skateboard. And then Ron DeSantis then, says, I'll run for president. And then he runs. Then right. the Democratic field will get wide open. Yeah. And, and we'll lose. Right. Nobody can beat Ron DeSantis. Yeah. No, I mean, sadly, no, I don't think- Not in today's economic climate. Yeah, yeah. I think we lose. I think the only chance that we could win is with a very, very old Joe Biden against Donald Trump. I don't think it's a guarantee in any way, but I think that's the only way we could win. Is that a hot take? That mm. seems, that, now that I'm listening to it, I think that sounds reasonable. Yeah. This segment is depressing and boring. Two for two. Uh, Jesus, I'm looking at the stock market. It is not pretty. We're in a bear market. Yeah, yeah. we're in. A, this this might be the. Was that good? Was this that might good be analysis? the makings of a of a bear market. Sometimes you don't know if you're in it till it's no. That's a recession. You don't know until you look back on it and you're like, oh, we're until in a you recession. Look back on it and you're like, right. oh, we. So I wonder if we're in a recession now. I hope so. That's just I what know. we need. Don't you feel like we've done this a million times? I'm so I can't sick get of excited. capitalism and the economy. When, it just doesn't work. Yeah, when work. the stock market it goes down 5,000 points. No, I'm like, everyone's freaking out, all these millennials. I'm telling you, millennials, let me get you started on these millennials. Okay. No, but everyone's freaking out about the stock market. I'm like, in 1987. Oh, God, you're going to talk about. Black Tuesday again or whatever it was. Yeah, October 1987. I remember at lunch, you were so excited because the stock market was collapsing. The stock market collapsed. Now, I know that on Friday, the Dow Jones went down 900 points. But on this day, it went down 508 points. Mm -hmm. And that was a big deal because it was 22.6% of its value that it lost that day. Right. That was crazy. I think we made t-shirts about it. That was back yeah, when we were making we homemade t-shirts. I think we made t-shirts about it. I think we've it. talked about this. This is like, yeah, that was a crazy time. But then we had 9-11 and then we had the 2000 crash and then we had the great recession. I'm kind of like, okay, crypto is crashing. Everything. We're in this little bear market. This is nothing. Crypto crashing has nothing to do with anything. I'm convinced. When people are like, things are looking really bad for the Biden economy. Cryptocurrencies are collapsing. It's like they're collapsing because they're fucking fake bullshit. That has nothing to do with inflation or the price of a barrel of crude oil or a housing market that's too tight. That's just yeah. like it's, oh, that's just, that'd be like, well, uh, you know, yeah. They have stopped making a lot of funny comedies uh, starring talking dogs, and that's tied to the economy. It's like, no, that's completely separate. It has nothing to do with anything in reality. Crypto is so fake. Okay, I I have a confession to make. What's going on? I kind of started looking into crypto. This makes me so mad. Don't say looking into it. You bought some crypto. I bought some crypto. How much money did you spend on crypto? I, I, first of all, I didn't know how to buy any, but last night I looked into it and I downloaded uh, Coinbase. That's how you buy crypto. Mm -hmm. And I bought, I bought some Bitcoin. Okay. And I what is Bitcoin? Bitcoin is a, is a cryptocurrency. Okay. Um, that's based on blockchain. Okay. And go on. And crypt and, um, and, and cryptocurrency is not going away. And Bitcoin is the, you know, default. It's the dot com of cryptocurrency, oh, if God. you will. Uh huh. And I am. I just see it just dropping and dropping and dropping. And I want to. It just reminds me of like in two thousand when Amazon dropped like ninety percent, and then everyone was like, "I'm done. I'm out of the market forever." And then I look back and I'm like, 
I sold all my Amazon, and if I just held on to it, I'd have $50 million today. You think Bitcoin is the new Amazon? I'm not sure. I'm crypto curious is what I'm saying. And yeah, so I bought $100 worth of crypto last night, and I've already turned it into $85. But John, what is – tell me what cryptocurrency – like you said, well, cryptocurrency, it's on the blockchain. Mm -hmm. And the blockchain is what? It's uh, uh, equations and stuff. Uh Okay. And why is cryptocurrency uh, important? Like what is it? Is it a currency, a commodity? What is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a currency. Okay. To buy things. So why does its value fluctuate so much if it's a currency? Because just it, because it's brand new and people aren't, you know, it's like the value of dot com stocks in the two thousand. You know, it's like Cisco and Redback Networks. But those and things, did, those things provided goods and services. Okay. Look, I'm just saying that I don't think crypto's going away. I think crypto's going away. It doesn't make any sense. And also, we can only harvest it for like five more years before the planet erupts in a fucking ball of flames. All right. Well, that you might be right. Cryptocurrency is like, what if there was a money that was just based on how many rainforests burned down? So you could hand somebody a bill and say, this is is worth 10 rainforests. This is worth 60 million barrels of oil exploding in in front of an orphanage. Okay, that's what that's what mining Bitcoin does. I'm not mining it. You're just investing in it once it's been mined. I'm just investing in it, I guess, a little bit. Well, it will at least admit if you don't admit that crypto is going away, NFTs are going away. Uh, no, NFT. I totally NFT- believe it. <sighs> I'm a total believer in NFTs. I don't own any NFTs. Um, I'm scared if I buy an NFT, it'll get stolen or something, but I believe that's in a, that sounds like I, a true believer. <laughs> yeah. That's a real, I, well, you're a real, no, I think belie- it gets stolen because like, it's I totally really believe in these things, but they're no, so volatile I, and unsafe. I would never buy one. Okay. No, All right. I just think people, I think they're so valuable. That's why people are stealing. Listen, they are not I valuable. Domain. They, ha- I mean, they, they're valuable because people are paying for them, but there's nothing, there's no there, there. It's a, it's a, listen, I own domain names. They are nothing. They don't. You don't carry them anywhere. They exist only in cyberspace, um, and they just simply point to an IP address. They are just words. They um, and people try to steal them from me all the time too. I people try to hack and 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 steal my domain names, um, and they have value. They have. I think domain names are the original NFTs in a sense. And you say, well, why does a domain name have value? It just points to a dumb IP address. And NFTs are the same way. It's a photograph. It's it's a it's it's a piece of code that just points to a JPEG, right? But it's in this NFT who is, if you will, that shows that you are that particular owner. And right, but a website, a business. That needs a you. I can't believe I'm fucking defending domain names. A business that is named a certain thing wants to have the URL so that a customer has a place to go to when they want to buy something from that business. They just go to they they just go to Google and find out where they. Well, are. right. I think I think URLs are definitely not worth what they used to be. Right? Uh, no. Right. No, not true at all. Not true at all. A lot. They're, most they're, URLs are not as important now as they were back in the old days. Well, then why are the why do they, why are they selling for more and more and more every year? Because some of them are still worth something, and some people are still pay for a lot of them. Listen, I'm now I'm defending URLs, and you're attacking URLs. But the point is, NFTs don't. And NFT is like a certificate of authenticity for art that's like the worst art ever made. Okay. All right, so I agree with you. The art is terrible. I agree with you. But what if it was? But what if it was good art? What if it was good art? Um, good digital art that can be infinitely reproduced with no loss of of clarity or compression. Who cares? Look, domains are the same way. You can say I have whatever dot com, and then you say, why would I want to pay a million dollars for whatever dot com when I can get whatever dot tech or whatever dot biz or whatever dot because wall. people are going to use it because a because a URL is like a it has some utility. It's not just for bragging rights or ownership. It makes the company's job of getting customers easier 
because the address is logical. Why are some extensions worth more than others? Well, that's illogical and that's just heritage. Like that's just our internet cultural heritage that we think dot coms are infinite or inherently better than dot biz. Right. Because it's a branding issue and it's it sends it, it's an authority and it shows that you have you have a, the wherewithal to get the real quote unquote address because you got the right. dot com. It's a legacy issue. And, and people like flex. you and people like you who were hoarding domains in the 90s spent a lot of time and energy convincing everybody that only dot coms were worth anything because you only right. had dot coms. Right. So when, when all we the right. domain extensions came out, you guys tried to seed prejudice in everyone's minds. So like, well, if you don't have the .com, then you're not really serious about the business. And it was propaganda and you guys were successful. NFTs aren't even that legitimate. Okay. Right? I mean, it's fun to spend a lot of money on something that has no real purpose or value other than bragging rights so that Jimmy Fallon can be like, hey, look at this picture of this monkey that I own. Isn't it cool? He has yeah. a little sailor's cap. Yeah. He's one of 10,000 people that can own that, or there's only 10,000 monkeys and some people own multiple. So right. there may only be like 6,000 owners of the Board Ape Yacht Club. Just like with two-letter.com domain names, there's only 676 owners in the world. Sure. And we um, and we look up to all those people because they're forward thinking and they have resources and they have obviously have great taste in what to spend their money on. And they're the kings and yeah. queens of our modern age. But yes. NFTs are... but. That's a bubble that's going to pop like there's because there's no there even less than Bitcoin. Like there's just nothing. To, it's just when people understand what NFTs are, they're like, that's it. I can't believe it. You know, you know, you know how they say that when voters are told the actual positions of Republican politicians, they refuse to believe that's their actual position because it's so regressive like and awful. You, you brought this back to politics. That's what it's like with NFTs. People have assumed there's got to be something more to NFTs than just a digital certificate of authorship for some stupid drawing. Like there has to be something more. Why would people spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on it? And you have to be like, nope, that's it. That's what they're doing. It it so violates your common sense idea of value that you assume there's got to be something more there, but there's not. And obviously that's true for a lot of things. You mean you spent $200 on a little box that makes your guitar go, keep gulp, gop, keep gulp, gop. For me, yeah, that's worth that. That's incredible. What an exhilarating purchase. I'll savor it for the rest of my lives. I understand that. But NFTs, like, you can't use them for anything. You can use them for profile pics. <laughs> you can use them to flex on your friends and neighbors. Right. It's like having the- It's a status it's like, symbol. Right. I have this really nice bumper sticker and you don't have it. It cost me $362,000. Mm. Right. No, there's no future there. It's too dumb. I don't- I There's mean, no it's like people trading in- license plates, people with valuable license plates with low numbers and things like that. They have real value because they are a status symbol. Of course, I'm not saying people, people shouldn't can- collect stupid bullshit. I love collecting stupid bullshit. But what I'm saying is NFTs have are never – I mean, even a license plate at least is like a fucking piece of metal that you could put on your wall and look at. Right. The NFT, and I'm not talking about the image that the NFT is attached to. I'm not talking about the actual stupid monkey picture or whatever it is. Right, right. The NFT itself, just the certificate. Right. It's like if I but go out and buy a, it's like owns- if I went out and bought a Monet and then instead of displaying the Monet, I displayed the certificate, the receipt from Sotheby's. Like what? No, it makes no sense. No, but that certificate shows that you own that and that you own the intellectual property that that represents. And then you can do other things with that. Right. Once I own that Monet, I can put it on a T-shirt or whatever, unless there's some stipulation with the estate. But the Monet is a bad example because a Monet is actually like a work of art that has value that will last for hundreds of years, you know, because it's actually like a nice work of art that a really talented artist made. And maybe the problem with NFTs... Maybe the reason that I'm so skeptical about MS- NFTs is that I've never seen a good work of art associated with this trend. I've never read an article about NFTs where they're like, yeah, this NFT sold for $200,000 and here's the piece of art that it's associated with. I've never been like, oh God, that's actually like a good looking piece of art. It's just fucking monkeys that are generated by an algorithm. They're not no, even made by humans. There's some great photography out there. Oh there is God. some great stuff. Yeah, you're just seeing the most popular stuff that's gone like crypto punks and 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 board a yacht club and stuff. 
So maybe for me, it's a taste thing. If I could see some highfalutin, nice NFT art, I'd be like, oh, maybe there is a future in NFTs. Oh, I wouldn't mind having this nice, subtle landscape. I wouldn't mind having that, owning that, and then having my NFT on my blockchain wallet in my Excel spreadsheet that reminds me every day that I have the good taste to spend money on this thing. But it's, as it stands, right. it's like NFTs are going to be gone in five years. Okay, I don't think so. I think blockchain technology, I guess, makes sense for what little I understand of it. But NFTs, little certificates for these piece of shit cartoons, silly. It's silly stuff, I'm John. It's, an, I'm buying an NFT. I'm going to start mining. I'm going to start minting. You mine Bitcoin, right? But you mint NFTs, and anybody can mint an NFT. We could, we could make, we could mint an NFT of this conversation. Man, it'd be so valuable. Yeah, it would be super valuable. Yeah, it's so dumb. Uh, anyway, all this to say, none of the crypto and NFT stuff has anything to do with Biden. We were talking about the economy, right? The bear market? I don't know. I saw some guy said that, that it was Biden's fault that the crypto went down. Yeah, it's Jake Biden's. Paul. Yeah, Jake, Jake Paul. Yeah, <laughs> Jake yeah. Paul. Okay, yeah. your new financial advisor, now that you're a yeah. crypto bro, Jake Paul. Yeah, Jake Paul said that... that um, I Joe saw Biden doesn't even know. Day. Joe Biden doesn't even know what cryptocurrency and NFTs are. He's not tanking anything. No, you're right. Nobody knows. And that's why they're so... That's why... They're such a great this, investment. Okay, it is. Because nobody even knows, understands it because nobody can explain it yet. The perfect so investment there's vehicle. all of this A concept potential. that nobody can explain, understand. That's right. And it's making all this money. Oh, is it, it making has, all this money? And it's growing and it's becoming bigger and bigger. And 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 still, nobody can really explain it. So when someone finally does come along – you know, and can explain it, uh-huh. then it's going to grow. And that's when you'll sell. No, I'm never selling. You're never selling your crypto? No. Yeah. You got to, you got to hold H-O-D-L, hold on for dear life, hold despite loss. That's right. what that means. See all the crypto, see, I'm learning all the crypto lingo. Okay, cool. GM, uh-huh. that's good morning. Right. GN is good night. Oh, cool. cool. Is that, that's, whoa, that's really cool lingo. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. hold. hold uh, we're we're all gonna make it. Wag me, and then there's uh, I'm gonna make it, and then not gonna make it. All right, um, you're gonna have to keep us up to date on your crypto community. It's a real yeah. positive community. Yeah, that I want to be. You're the second I person. You're the third person now. That, be, and I will say these are all men. You're the third person now I know who's gotten really into crypto. I had one friend oh, yeah. get into it during COVID and just traded. Can you introduce up. me. What's that? Can you introduce me to these people? Yeah, I'm not sure you're really investing with the volume that those other guys were. Well, I'm about to. Yeah, you're gonna go for it for real. Yeah, I just jumped in to get a taste last night. Uh huh. Yeah, you sent me that screenshot. It said you own point zero 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 two three six five bitcoins. Yeah, already lost fifteen percent of its value. It's great. Great, I should have bought more. No, Listen, something done. to do. It's like it's like you know. I used to be really judgmental about scratch off tickets and lottery tickets. I guess I still am about the state using them to fund public education. That seems a little I dystopian. Am, it's gross, but, and but, it takes advantage of. But that's yeah. totally. But see, that's the kind of thing I'm kind of over. It's like, listen, it's fun to do a scratch off and fantasize about the money you're. Unless it's like a true gambling addiction, which obviously it's for many people. No, it scratch offs. It's like they whatever. It's a minute poor of, people. Yeah, but it's like Crypto's a little. Not, Preying on that. It's preying on idiots that have money. Right. In that sense, I guess I should be in favor of crypto. Just like part yeah. of Weren't you kind of in favor of what's his name? Bernie Madoff, like taking all the millionaires' money and just lighting it on fire in a toilet. Yeah. Like I could never yeah, get that so. upset about that. Oh, no, you don't understand. Steven Spielberg lost millions of dollars in this. Like, yeah, whatever. Right. Like, on my list of financial crimes, it's like billionaire Ponzi schemes is so low on the list. It almost starts to feel like a <laughs> virtue, like the government should be subsidizing the establishment of billionaire Ponzi schemes, right? I guess I kind of feel the same way about crypto. Like, whatever. If a bunch of rich idiots lose their money, like, uh, oh, lose their money investing in something they truly can't explain and barely understand, like, I don't know. I guess but it's But nobody okay. can explain anything they invest in. I can explain something. Let's say that I invested in, um, let's say my neighbor wanted to start a hot dog cart. And what he wanted to do is go to baseball games and sell hot dogs. And he said, David, if you give me $50 so that I can buy an umbrella for the top of my hot dog cart, I'll pay you 10% of the 
of all the hot dog sales I make for the next year. I would say that sounds like a good investment. See, I just perfectly explained that investment. All right. There's nothing like that on the stock market, though. The stock market's much more confusing. You have to invest in like biotech and oil exploration companies and uh, Amazon. I can explain that. Why don't you buy a stock of this company, Amazon, that's raping the earth just so people can get their packages on time? Okay, that, that makes sound sense. Like a good way to sell it. Right? Well, I, I mean, yeah. I'm not selling it. I'm not a representative for Amazon saying this. I'm explaining it just all like, right. you know, the subtext of all these things. It's like, yeah, we're destroying the earth and we're doing bad things, but you could make a little money. But all the you... companies are doing that. Well, not my, my not my neighbor's hot dog stand. All right. Okay. But when people say, yeah, I'm investing in, in crypto and you're like, okay, what's a cryptocurrency? Well, the blockchain, the, 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 the. they don't know. What? Come on. Dude. It's, it's a, a Ponzi scheme. To- it makes money if it makes money the more people invest in it then you'll make more money but in the end when it collapses there's nothing there like what do you walk away with what do you own at the end of the day okay maybe I'll walk away with nothing but so i put like uh 1% of my net worth which is about $100 okay and then uh if i lose it it's gone right all right okay well i wish you the best are you going to buy nfts of any cool art I'm going to look into it. Well, my new thing. You're not supposed to buy NFTs on the open market. You're supposed to buy them when they get minted. That's how you do. So if you were part of the original mint of the 10,000 bored apes, Mm -hmm. then those were $250 a piece. So now you can buy one on the open market for, I don't know, the floor price is like $300,000. I don't know. Well, I saw one that was bought for millions of dollars and now is selling for like tens of thousands of dollars. So I don't think they're all still at hundreds of thousands of dollars. All right. Well, I mean, look, that happens in domain names too. People go out and invest and think this is a great domain name and and it's been owned by multiple people and they buy it for 500,000 and then, you know, the next year they sell it for 300,000. But that's not what I've done with domain names. All my domain names were registered in 1996. Right, you just had to sit on them when they were cheap. And that's smart. Yeah, so that's what I want to do with the NFTs. I want. I don't want to buy anything really expensive. It's like, like what that. I'm doing with these analog drum machines. In the last month, I've bought two 1960s analog drum machines: the Maestro MRK1 and the Ace Tone Rhythm Ace um, FR1. I bought both of these devices because I felt like the particular seller had undervalued them. And now I'm just going to sit on them for 50 years, and then I'm going to retire when I sell them. Yeah. But in the meantime, I can enjoy them. I can use them responsibly so as not to damage them too much. Yeah. Those are my NFTs because I haven't because when I bought it, I got an actual thing I can use in the world and enjoy. I'm not talking about – I didn't buy a certificate that says I own the drum machine. I bought the fucking drum machine. I got to make a dope-ass beat with it. All right. Merengue, samba, cha-cha, western, waltz, slow rock. Okay. Well, agree to disagree. Okay. Agree to disagree. Please keep us posted on your cryptocurrency journey. Are you going to buy any comedy cryptocurrencies like Dogecoin or um, Let's Go Brandon? Didn't Madison Cawthorn get in trouble for scamming people for a Let's Go Brandon cryptocurrency? Speaking of Madison Cawthorn. Yeah. There's a bunch of like meme stocks and and stuff like that. I don't think I'll steer clear of those. You know what I looked up last night? There is a coin called Gain Coin. Oh, okay. Well, okay. That makes sense though, because that's fun. I I know. I kind of want to buy you into should. that. You should. Get Gain Coin. How much is it? I don't know. It's like a thousand Some, Gain uh, Coins for a penny. That's the thing. In crypto, everyone, you just ask how much something is and they're like, it's 0.0032 ETH. And I'm like, what the heck? What is that? Exactly. The fact that you still, if you want to know what something is really worth, have to revert to dollars. That's all you need to know about how bogus it is that these things are going to be currencies. And I'm sure there are people out there who are like the person you just mentioned. Oh, yeah, I just bought this thing for six 600 ETH. It's like, dude, dollars, motherfucker, dollars. Tell me in the real money. Like even euros winds up in dollars. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. euros are real money. <laughs> it's like tra- it's like Google Translate back and forth or something. It's like, okay, speak English. How much does it cost in money? Not in cryptocurrency. Point zero 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 nine six. You know, just tell me in dollars That's how I am what with it's worth. Metric system. I'm like kilometers? inches. How, right. How many miles? But Come if on. you're a currency, 
and nobody knows what it's worth until you translate it into dollars, that means your currency truly has not taken off yet. And maybe it will someday, but come on. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's a good investment because it hasn't taken off yet. Right. Okay. Yeah. It hasn't taken off because we've definitely not heard anything about cryptocurrencies in the last year. Okay. What you need to be doing is making AI-generated art, which is what I did all last night. Yeah, you sent some gross stuff, Dolly, frankly. D-A-L-L-E-Mini is the a- is the text-to-art AI thing. Oh my God, it's so fun. Tyler Hansborough eating oysters. Just Elon Musk gr- sitting on toilet wearing a hat. You just get the most amazing images. Yeah, the Tyler Hansbrough eating oyster is the bloodiest mess. Because of that one iconic photo of Tyler Hansbrough that it probably searches when it when yeah. it's like, who is Tyler Hansbrough? What should I know about him? Then it's like the his busted nose. So I have yeah. all these like Francis Bacon looking paintings of Tyler Hansbrough all bloodied eating oysters, but his hand kind of turns into the oysters. This AI is so far away from being a threat. Everybody relax. Is it? Do you think that I? kind of feel like the AI actually, that somebody's trolling a little bit and they're like, we want to make this thing, you know, really go viral. And if it actually just comes up with a picture of- Like a, a perfect nice rendering of- Yeah, of, of Tyler Hansbro eating oysters, it's not interesting. We need to make it- Oh, they're flattering us by being like, look at these idiot AIs. They haven't yeah, gotten it right. Yeah. Well, there's some programs you can run where you can further refine it and refine it and refine it until it just looks normal. So maybe that's true. Yeah, I think they're they're making money off track. I don't know, man. There's something about me. I'm such a chauvinist. I just can't get worried about AI. I don't know why. I just can't get worried about it. And maybe I should. Maybe I should turn into Andrew Yang and say they're going to take our jobs and blah, blah, blah. But we don't need the robots to take our jobs because the fucking... Listen, man, I'm really going to school you right now. We don't need the robots to take our jobs because the hedge fund managers are already taking our jobs. You like that? That was good, yeah. right? Yeah. When they buy distressed assets and then fire everybody and then turn around and sell the company and make a bunch of money. We don't need robots to be scared about work and the future of our lives. Yeah. We need to worry about the guys on Wall Street. Yeah, exactly. The true robots. They sold their souls a long time ago. How was that? That was dramatic. We could use that. We could get on TV. We could get on RT, Russia Today, my favorite channel. Andrew Yang, though, he says some things that just like blow my mind. I'm like, oh, right. Okay. Okay. Like, has anyone ever thought of this? Like the (laughs) the other day, he was like, did you know that you can't actually uh, make a political party and call it the independent party? You just can't do it because they don't want an independent party. He said something like that. I don't know. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to get that as an NFT? Hmm. Destroyed <laughs> you just then. <laughs> yeah, the the crypto stuff, I agree. There are a bunch of idiots out there pushing crypto, but I think there's some smart people too. And the three people that you know that are really into crypto, two of them are probably smart. I mean, all three of you guys are smart. One, But one of these people was so smart. I was like, dude, I can't believe you getting into crypto. What the fuck? I couldn't even talk to him about it. And you know what? Honestly, it's probably player. He'll probably make a billion dollars on crypto and I'll just be mad that I didn't get into it. But, you know, because I just I don't want to invest in something that Andrew Yang is excited about. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. That's the thing of all the arguments you've made. I don't want to invest in something that people are like, this is revolutionary. Right. It's like no. Mm, of all the arguments you made, the plan, the planet, environment stuff, the not understanding it, none of that is. But when you are saying that Eric Adams is into it, and Andrew Yang right. is into it, right. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't need to be into that. Right. Cryptocurrency has a great future because the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, who is famously extremely smart, wants to get paid <laughs> in crypto. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> You can pay me in All monkey right, so, cartoons for the for, for my first term. Okay, so see, that's the thing. It's got a branding issue. If you come out, like if you came out for crypto, man. Oh, me, 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 David Reese, Kid Midas, the original Wave Rider. Yeah. One of the savviest and most uh, astute surveyors of the financial <laughs> landscape. <laughs> yeah. Would that be a game changer? Yeah. Hey, guys, I got really in- – I mean, if I got into it, I would never tell anybody. I would keep it. So, oh, okay. I wouldn't even tell you. I could never All admit right. that I got into it, even for the content. No, I couldn't. I'd be too embarrassed. It would. I would okay. You know, it'd be like, um, 
working for Sidney Powell. Let's say Sidney Powell has an internship program. Right. Uh, at the Ashboro Zoo. And I and I okay. go become a zookeeper for Sydney Powell. I would never tell yeah. anybody that. I'd be so embarrassed. Okay. But I would just do it, you know, for to for my own selfish to benefit. Make money, yeah, yeah, make money. Sydney Powell Ashboro Zoo internship program. Hit me up. All right. Hollywood Insider Gossip Report: The latest Hollywood news coming to you fresh from Kid Midas. I went and saw David Cronenberg's new movie. It's called Crimes from the Crimes of the Future. Uh, I cannot, in good conscience, recommend this movie. It was pretty bad. It felt like he was making it up as he went along. It actually felt like an AI thing where an AI wrote a David Cronenberg movie. And I have to say, man, those last movies he made with Viggo Mortensen, History of Violence, Eastern Promises, terrific movie. God damn, I love that movie, Eastern Promises. That's a scary movie. But this new one, I thought it stunk. The reason I thought it stunk was, do you know who David Cronenberg is, John? No. Well, he's this real funky Canadian movie director. He made The Fly with Jeff Goldblum. He made um, oh, okay. the one where the yeah. videotape is inside your stomach. What's that one called? I don't know that. He a lot. He made Crash, where people have sex with car accidents or something. I never saw that one. You know, like a, it's called body horror, like a lot of funky body stuff. Wait a minute, he made Crash, not the race Crash, not the one oh, about okay. racism that won the Best Academy Award. The one where a woman has an artificial leg and has sex with car crashes or gets turned on by car crashes or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay. Yeah. Basically, his whole career could be summed up. It was like, what if your anus was a DVD player? That's the kind of stuff he's interested in. Okay. Like All right. your, the body, technology, stuff like that. It's called body horror because it's really gruesome. Anyway, he has this new one where it's in the future and you and bodies are mutating and growing new organs and nobody knows what the organs are for. And then Vig, Viggo Mortensen is like a performance artist and he has this girlfriend slash assistant. And what they do for their performance art is he takes out his organs out of his body. And then there's a bunch of hipsters in the art gallery standing around filming all this. Well, first of all, it fails as as a parody of the art world. And I mean, I guess it I mean, I guess it works as a comedy because I guess what I'm saying is it kind of like why turn it in? Why would he make it an art project? It doesn't make any sense. If it's something that's happening to everybody, why would it be an art project? And why would all these people be sitting around thinking it was so interesting? Like this is an this is a biological experience that everyone is sharing. Like and also I think sometimes when, but is it new? It's a recent development in human. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah, then it's interesting. I don't know, man. For I would say as while. art, it was very boring. Within the world of the movie, the performances themselves were not interesting as art. And then I would say that when you step back just a little bit, it's like once something is weird, but you're couching it as in the context of like art and performance art, it kind of loses its weirdness because that's what people, that's what performance art is all about is like being weird. Do you know what I mean? I guess. Do you see that movie starring Jake Gyllenhaal called Velvet Buzzsaw where like the tattoos were coming to life in an art gallery or something? I barely, something about art. No. When you make movies about weird art, it's just movie. like the only good movie about art in the last 10 years is this movie called, I... excuse me? All I know is that we need to keep Austin weird. Keep Austin weird, like Elon Musk said. Yo, he yeah. should grow some new organs and harvest them. <laughs> the only good movie about art I've seen in the last 10 years is this movie called The Square, where there's a piece of performance art where a guy runs around like a gorilla and smashes all these rich people's faces at dinner. And it was like truly unsettling and weird. That was a good movie about art. But all these other movies where it's just like weird stuff happening and then it's in the context of art, I'm not really into it for whatever reason. So Crimes of the Future, I give two out of ten. No, I was going to say two out of ten stars. I'll give it. I'll give it. Uh, I'll give it three and a half out of ten stars. That's the Hollywood update. Thank you for listening. All right. Bad girl of the week, Sarah Woo! Palin. Woo! Remember her? Yeah. Everybody, get ready. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, have fun. Party, party. It's Bad Boys of the Week. Let's get it poppin'. Bad Boys are number one. Well, Sarah Sarah Palin is going to advance to the general election for Alaska's at-large congressional district. She is going to be in Congress, more than likely. And if she wins, that's all I can think about. If she ends up winning, that... She's going to be joining Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert, the mean bad girls club. So how does that work? I mean, that's you brought that up to me and I was kind of. Yeah. What do, what is their relationship going to be? Because when 
I mean, Sarah Palin is the original bad girl of this era, right? Yeah. Mama bear, aggressively stupid and aggressive and mean-spirited. I kind of think Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert don't want her to show up and steal their thunder. I mean, they don't even like each other to begin with. You think? You don't think she'd be the mentor? You don't think that they would have respect for her? I don't think those people respect. I mean, why would they respect? I don't think so. No. Yeah, she's just gonna she's just gonna take some shine off them. Yeah, don't you think? I mean, that kind of makes me want to yeah. root for her, right? I'd rather have Palin in that position than some actual. Well, I mean, you know, she's on predict it. She's she's losing to uh, what's his name, the grandson of the guy who went missing in the plane flight all those years ago. Yeah, Nick Bejich. I don't know how to say his name. B e g i c h the third. They've been trading neck and neck all day. Now she's at fifty. He's at forty nine. I think I'd rather have so, Sarah Palin win than him, just for the yeah, funky Yeah, I just want to see them. I just want to see the drama. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the oh, you just want to see the, all the uh, that. Yeah, you just want to see all the drama, like the cat fight. Is that what you're <laughs> gonna say, dude? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just want to see yeah. the girls fight. Nice. See, that's I what happened. Know, crypto. That's think, totally crypto. No, listen. Right. Yeah, I man. think Jello wrestling. I, yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I just think yeah, Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene and. Um, Sarah Palin? Yeah, I think there would be some drama between them. I think, uh, yeah, I think it could be exciting. Anyway, I kind of agree with you. Well, she's our bad girl of the week. That was a great segment. Sarah Palin. Kind of rooting for it to happen because I think it will be fascinating. I think it is really going to fuck with Green and uh, Bobert. Party, party. Election Profit Makers is an independent production. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash election profit makers. Send your election prediction questions or NFT questions or crypto questions. Don't or do that. Questions don't, or, I don't want to hear from a bunch of listeners being like, I was really disappointed that David's not into crypto. I wanted to recommend yeah. a couple of cryptocurrencies that are tr- very affordable right now. One yeah, is called those two. Contact at electionprofitmakers.com. Do do it's trading at point zero zero six three ETH right now. Go Another to fun one is Garfield promo slash EPM If you like the comic Garfield and hate Mondays and love funds. lasagna, Remember, this is the coin for you. Investing in predicted is just as foolhardy as investing in NFTs. That's not true though, because predicted is. Re- Ugh.